Yo guys and welcome to episode 15 of the Hoops and Hattricks podcast. I'm Fasika and I got my boy Oscar with me. How you doing man? I'm good man. Um what's up man? Episode 15. 15 episodes deep, you know. I did like it's crazy because we were having these conversations back in 2017 on Twitter and now we're here 15 episodes deep of our own podcast. It's sick, man. It's great. It's great. And we, you know, we've had a lot of fun doing mm-hmm. it, even though we started at a weird time. But um, 100%. I, feel, I feel like I feel it's been good, like, you know, when we've had to create different types of topics and stuff like that during lockdown. 100%. Like, if you had told me, like, you have your own podcast in, in 2020, but there won't be no live sports, like, when, when <laughs> we first started talking about it, I would have laughed at it. Yeah. But that's actually the, the life that we've lived. And, um, but yeah, no, man, it's been sick and I'm looking forward to today. Exactly, yeah. So obviously, we are, um, we're recording on the Friday uh, afternoon. Mm-hmm. We just witnessed uh, Liverpool versus Manchester City yesterday. Yep. Obviously, we got a, we got a guard of honour uh, mm-hmm. from Man City. But I've got something to say about that because I thought... Um, I always knew they were going to give us a guard of honor because yeah. Pep Guardiola is very, you know, respectful. He's a classy guy, mm-hmm. so I know he's going to give us the guard of honor, and he'll be happy to, you yeah, because that's the type of person he is. But I thought it was very disrespectful by, by the Man City players. Some of them, the way they were clapping, I have to say. Um, yeah, it would be. But think about it, you've had a rivalry with them lot for years. Like you're not them out of the Champions League. They, if, if they're honest, they don't like you. Let's be honest. They like they don't. So, so let, let me let me swing it this way. Would Roy Keane and Vieira clap for each other? That's Hell no. Question. They wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm kind of happy that there's a bit of that nastiness in football back because I don't like all this nicey-nicey stuff before and after games. I'm not... Like, after games, maybe. Before games, when these Spanish guys see each other in the tunnel, they're hugging and kissing. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah. like, I'm not with yeah. it. I'm really not with it. So... But yeah, no, like, I get what you mean. Like, it's even like when we beat Chelsea in the FA Cup and, you know, you have to clap for the for the winners. Some of their players yeah. aren't really clapping, but I can understand because you just got battered in the final. So, like, it is what it is type of thing. So, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, though, especially from them City players either. Yeah, I get that. Like, because, but my, my point of view is that if it was Liverpool giving the um, guard of honor to Man City. I may mm. be biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I'm trying to look at it from an objective... Um, mm-hmm. uh, is it objective or subjective? Subjective. Ob- subjective view. Yeah. I think Liverpool. Fa- I think the Liverpool players would have given a proper guard of honor, clap properly, not leave off while we were walking, while Man City were walking mm. through, like Bernardo Silva done. Like, there was a picture of Bernardo <laughs> Silva, where he, did, he barely clapped and he just walked off before we even got through. Nicolas Otamendi as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get what you mean. Mm. You know, that's that kind of, you know, rivalry back and forth and it's great. But obviously as a Liverpool fan, I'm going to, you know, say yeah, something about it. But You definitely want to lap up your guard of honour. And I do agree that you probably would have done a better job at giving a guard of honour because these Man City players are like it. Like, you see the way they hand refs, you see the way they tactical foul. Like, they've got that streak in them. Yeah. Um, so, again, it, it doesn't surprise me. And um, But yeah, man, that's, that, that's the game that we love. It is and um obviously it wasn't a good night yesterday. We got smacked up four mm. nil. Could have been could have been more. We were lucky it was actually only four. Yeah. And um, you know, people saying, um, you know, we're we're still champions. Mm-hmm. I I'm sorry, but I just don't agree with I, like obviously we're champions, but you wanna win every game and you 100%. wanna beat Man City. And you wanna like, go for the record. Exactly. So I I was just like really disappointed yesterday with just the way we mm-hmm. played. Mm-hmm. Some players who like obviously I'm not going to look too much into it because some players are allowed, you know, one game where they just don't play well. Mm. Like if you you've played you've played unbelievably well for a year, 
two years now. Yeah. If you have a bad game, you have a bad game. Nothing we can do mm. about it. But you know, Robertson, you know, he didn't really he played he had a poor game. Yeah. Gomez had a poor game. Mm. I thought Fabinho done well to be honest with you. I thought Fabinho did really well. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. But, um, Even when he had to move back into centre back, he did all right. Exactly, yeah, but um, Man City, uh, like I was telling this, I was talking about this yesterday. Mm. When when you're like, I think Liverpool is the best team in the world for me, right? When you're the when you're the best team in the world, and then you lose four 0 to Manchester City, mm. and then there's nothing really you can say um, apart from Man City were just they were just great. Mm-hmm. That just shows you the level of Manchester City. Mm-hmm. When you you can't you can't I can't defend. The loss at all, I can't say, oh, we were missing this guy or, you know, this guy got a really bad injury or something mm. like that. Man City just played unbelievably well. And, yeah. like, I can't I can't say that. I put, I got to hold my hands up. They were just unbelievable. You know, Raheem Sterling, mm. obviously, he scored. Uh, mm-hmm. Finally. You know, for, a, a, finally. You know, well, yeah, he scored in the Cups competitions, but hadn't in the league yet. So, yeah. he finally got um, his goal against you lot. But, now, I, I respect you for saying that because, you know, some other Liverpool fans... Uh, saying it's meaningless, da, 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 da. like I don't yeah. care who you are, like you don't get like getting smacked for a nil isn't pleasant, even if it's in yeah. the community shield. Like I'm not trying to see my team get smacked for a nil. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. so. Um, and again, sorry to be that guy, but you know when we had the invincibles, you know we had the <sighs> yeah. league wrapped up, unbeaten. We still had four games left, <laughs> and we still had to like you can imagine we won the league at our. Tottenham are bitter rivals. You can imagine the celebration we had in our own ground. Oh, yeah. And we had four games left to, to not lose and we managed to do that. So, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough achievement. But I can't knock Liverpool at all. Like, I'd be a hypocrite. And your your achievement has been great um, in the last two years. So, yeah, man. Um, just on, on the night, they were just good. And it's crazy because they were doing that and there were major players missing. Like, Noah Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, no David Silva, like Sane and Mares were both on the bench. Um, was Sane on the bench? I don't even actually because he signed for Bayern. I don't even think he's on the bench. I don't think he's gonna play for them anymore. Um, yeah, he, he's he's already got pictures of the him in the Bayern kit this morning. Yeah, so so which I feel like we we should go into that next. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, like obviously Aguero not injured. They they played the young guy at centre back Garcia who had a decent game. And I've just got to say, yeah, look, those two goalkeepers are the best goalkeepers in the world, I think. Uh, uh, like, uh, 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 actually, mm, you got to think about Oblak and Testegen. Oblak and Testegen, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, the, the the goalkeeper witness from, from Edison is a different class. Like, the way Liverpool press, yeah, you lot press hard. But yeah. Mane and Salah didn't even bother pressing Edison, and that's the respect he has, because he's basically a midfielder. Like, yeah. I think it's ridiculous. And for someone to get two, three assists a season... Boy, like that <laughs> from goalkeeper, like, like that's crazy. So, um, yeah, now the level of goalkeeping was was also fun to watch. Yeah, and like you said, um, uh, you mentioned Leroy Sane, who mm. uh, confirmed his move to Bayern Munich today mm-hmm. for uh, like around fifty fifty five million pounds. And yeah. for me, obviously, it's always it's always nice when you know your rival gets weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say. I'm I'm sad he's going to leave the Premier League. It's the same thing with. Uh, I'm not trying to compare him to Hazard and Ronaldo, mm. but um, when you have a player of that talent who's that like electrifying, mm-hmm. you 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 want to watch them in the week in, in your week league out. The, yeah. week in week out. So the fact that he's leaving, um, it's a it's a bit of a sad one for the for the Premier League in general. But mm-hmm. 
Bayern Munich, I mean, Jnabry and Sane on the wings, yeah. both, what, 23, 24 years mm-hmm. old? I love it. Oh, it's just, it's it. going to be absolute. like, they've won eight in a row. They're probably going to win, what, now? I don't know, 13. You might as well just give them the next league. And the thing is, like, like we, 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 I feel like we should go into, and I want to talk about international football in a little, little bit. Like, we should speak about the Euros as well. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, the golden era of Germany. So, Ozil, Boateng, Demlock, Muller, they're all at the peak end of their career. But they've got a next generation coming in. Your Timo Werners, your Kai Havertz, your Leroy Sanes, your Gnabrys, your Joshua Kimmich, Goretzkas. Like, they've got a whole other generation coming through. Like, the Germans are just serious. And even after Leno, Leno after, after Neuer, they've got Leno and Testegen coming in. Who are, I mean, why are, you saying, why are you saying Leno's name first? Oh, I don't please, understand. It was an accident. <laughs> I was meant, meant to say Neuer. After Neuer, they've got Testegen and Leno coming in, who are two very good, very yeah. capable goalkeepers. Oh, of so, course. And even the centre back, they've got the likes of Tar, um, Sule, Sule, uh, yeah, now Ginter. Yep, Ginter. They're solid, man. They are solid. So, um, yeah, man. They, they, they. I, I feel like France is still the team to beat, but they're, they're, they're definitely uh, a side. And speaking of Leroy Sane, I'm sorry, that's a bargain for Bayern Munich. Like oh. an a, a, a initial fee of it's only forty four million. And it will it will rise to fifty eight, but like oh okay, you know add-ons and whatever, whatever. So um, like to pay forty four million for Leroy Sane, and like I know he came off an injury and he's his contract was running low. That's still a bargain though, and um, yeah, it's definitely sad to see him leave. It's a player that I love, and I hope he doesn't get. I I hope like I don't know how he didn't go to the last World Cup. That's shameful. Yeah, um, it doesn't make any sense. And I hope again, I hope um. I feel like maybe that might have been the reason as to why he wanted to go back to Germany so that he'd be closer to home and so that like he won't get disrespected in the national team because I feel like that's a thing I feel like if you play in your home country like you're more likely unless you're su- like unless you're like the, the French team none of them really play in France but because they're all super super good they're all in the best yeah. teams in the world they're, like, they're still going to get in but with Germany a lot of them play for Bayern Dortmund and Leipzig so, even Leverkusen, like they all just play for the for the good sides in Germany. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might have been a, a factor in why he wanted to go back. Yeah, and um, I mean he's going to be a starter there. Obviously, I mean they mm-hmm. do have um Coleman there, which yeah. you know makes things a little bit weird for him. I mean he's like practically the same age. He's mm-hmm. had you know problems with injury and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if he's gonna um. You know, fight for his place. I mean, he's got he's he's a great player. I mean, he mm-hmm. probably he was gonna he would have a lot of options if he was to leave um, Bayern Munich. Definitely. And would he be someone that um, you would uh, try and go for? Do you think Arsenal are able to attract somebody like Coleman? I think so, but I feel like it's not our priority right now. We need midfielders and centre backs. Like as much I rate Coleman as much as I like him. Again and. We have a bad record with injuries as well, and I'm not really trying to go that, go down that path again. And I don't think <laughs> yeah. I don't think he he'll be particularly cheap either. So no, no, no. no. Um, like attacking players in this market are, are not are, so. Like I prioritize Thomas Party and other targets at centre back over Kingsley Coman because um, I definitely want to give Martinelli a shot in the left wing, Bukayo Saka, and. Um, Although Aubameyang's best position is centre-forward, he's very, very productive and he's still scoring goals at the highest level from the left wing. 
and his stats are almost identical to when he plays up front. So, um, yeah, man, we we've got options there. Um, I know he can play either side, uh, Coleman, but I, I want to prioritize the spine of our team first. Yeah, I, I wanted to pose this question to you because I was watching mm. Arsenal fan TV, and then mm-hmm. I think that there uh, someone, I think maybe it was Robbie who asked DT, he was mm-hmm. like, um, would you would you sell Gwendozi if it meant you get Partey? Like, would you do that? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would. Um, and Gwendozi is getting a lot of stick, and I don't really understand why. Like, he is a player that is built from the past, like to the point where. Mopai did what he did against us. And yeah, he went up to him and strangled him. Bro, as bad as that is, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, it's, it feels so good to see a little bit of bite from my team because I haven't seen that yeah. in a while. And yeah. so, you, so what you want about him, um, his ability, he never hides. He never hides on the pitch. He's always going to fight. He like At the start of the season, the guy was carrying us. Let's not forget, against Tottenham, Aston Villa, the games where it mattered, where under Emery we were playing bad, this guy came through and um, he's still young. Like We're literally talking about a 20-year-old guy who two seasons ago was playing in the second division of French football and he stepped up his game where he's even getting international call-ups at France. Like, I don't understand this. This Yeah, he's got an attitude, but that can be less training's attitude to where he puts all the anger and output onto the pitch. And I love the fact he's got a bit, got a bit about him. I'm sick of all these media-trained, boring ass footballers yeah. I'm sorry maybe it's because the era that I grew up I grew up watching real guys <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like seeing all these players now maybe that's part of the reason why I don't know I, I'm maybe, maybe you can say I'm falling out I don't want to say I'm falling out a lot of football but it doesn't <sighs> part of the reason is my team's not as good but also the game just doesn't doesn't fill me with that with that oomph and he's a player that has a bit of that so Again, I would I would let him go if it means we're getting Thomas Partey in because that is ready-made product that we need now. But Quaduce is one for the future and the stick he's getting from our own fans and from opposition's fans, I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, and um, I mean, he was... I don't know if he... Did he, did he um, play against Norwich? No, not, not even in the squad. Not even in the squad against Sheffield or Southampton either. Yeah, because I was going to say, so that would have been the third game he's been out of the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you know, because of what, what he said, you know, his actions in the Brighton game, apparently mm-hmm. saying, you know, I earn, you know, more than all of you, mm-hmm. whatever like that. And apparently, you know, Arteta's, you know, having a word with him, telling him, you know, you need to humble yourself. I know, you know, you're you're um, one of our more important players. You're only 20, 21 years old, mm-hmm. but um, you need to humble yourself. And I, I, I agree with that. Like, 100%. I mean, I, I completely understand your point about won a bit of bite in your team because mm. Arsenal have been like a soft, soft touch, touch for years now. 100%. For years now. So when you get a player who isn't really scared to um, do what he feels mm. and to say what he feels, I mean, it's going to be a breath of fresh air. It's going to be a breath of fresh air. It's just going to be. 100%. But um, he does need to like just rein it in a tiny bit because like that's, that. I mean, it's that's a bit cringe for me. Like I, even if it's like, if Trent, if Trent was to say, when he was, if he was playing Burnley, I, I earn more of you, I earn a lot more than you. Then mm. I would, I would call him out, and I'm like, you can't be saying that stuff. Like that, that's just disrespectful. It and is. I'm sure his, his, uh, I'm sure every manager will, um, will um, tell off their player if they was mm. to do that as well. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's honestly not a good look, and I definitely don't agree. I agree with you totally. It's not the most humble thing to say. Again, you do need to humble yourself because 
you could go from Arsenal and you're asked to get right back to League Lorient in League Two. You never know what can happen in football, innit? So, yeah. um, it's definitely good to be humble. But the thing is, we came off the back of a horrible loss against Brighton. And I love the fact that he was not okay with the fact that we lost to Brighton. I, to me, I absolutely love that. Like, he's like, we're Arsenal. I am Matteo Guendouzi. Like, I, I, I'm literally in, in the cuffs of the French squad. And I'm losing to, to Neil Morpai. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, again, he shouldn't have said what he said, but the fact that he wasn't happy with us losing to a caliber of team, bro, I love that. Because, again, like you said, I'm bored of this, this soft touch thing, which is why, like, there's certain players that have always had, had a, like, had, like, Jack Walsh was always going to have a place in my heart because he was not a soft touch and he always showed up. Again, it's just injuries that let that boy down because that boy would have been something else. Something else. And I, I, I truly believe it. Um, like I, I know they, I know like opposition fans must feel like Arsenal fans. We say this a lot about our own players, but I feel like even if Iniesta and Xavi could see it, then I'm sorry, you anyone could see it that that guy would have been good. So, man, yeah, I, I do, especially in midfield. That's where I want the most bite, because that's where you, that's where the battles and the stuff happens the most. And yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully we, hopefully Gwendozi gets back in the squad over the weekend and. Um, we, I, I, I want to see the boy play, man. He, he, he deserves it. Yeah, and um, what you said before about um, you know, you feel like, you know, you, you didn't say you're falling out of love with football, mm. but um, some of the things that's going on, like I want to take it back to the Tottenham game. Uh, yeah. They lost three one to Sheffield United mm. um, yesterday. I missed the first half, but yeah. um, obviously I saw um, Kane's disallowed goal, and I had mm-hmm. to say. What's going on, man? What's going on with football, like, bro? What, what what do the referees expect Lucas Moura to put his hand? Do they want him to like put his hands behind his back while he's falling on the ground so he can hit his face? His head, head. yeah. This I don't. Is what I, I mean. don't want to. I. It's like they have. It's like they're robots. Like mm. they're going by the rule book. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to look at things logically. Like that's what I'm saying. Put your put yourself into the footballer's shoes. If you're falling down, you're gonna put your hands out to break your fall to protect yourself. One hundred percent. And. It, it, it was just mind it was just baffling to me and the same thing happened in the Liverpool game mm-hmm. where um, I forgot who handballed it but it was on it was for Mahrez's goal yeah. I mean I thought that was a goal but obviously I'm going to say cool I mean mm-hmm. it, it didn't really change anything it's 4-0 5-0 or whatever but that's crucial for Tottenham like they're trying to make the Champions League mm-hmm. and then you make that decision mm-hmm. I mean it's just like football man I mean I'm watching every game and stuff but it's yeah. like like, like the same as you, it's just it's just not the same, man. Like all I know. the VAR crap and all these these crap referees in this Premier League. And the fact that you're saying that even proves my point because your team's winning right now. So like people, the thing is when I say it, people call me a bitter Arsenal fan because we're crap. But the fact that you're saying it, it proves that there is something that, um, that some some kind of you know truth to the statement. And I agree with you. Like these, these but the thing is, the offside stuff is hard to argue against the letter of the law like again that is wrong like it's wrong what's happening but they're following the rules of football so we can't really blame VAR we gotta look at the rule itself because they say if you're offside you're offside toe toenail fingernail boot (laughs) hand falling down I don't know catching your balance whatever it is you're off you're off off. so maybe that's something that we gotta look look at maybe if maybe it should be measured on the ball or I don't know what it should be measured on um, but yeah, because again, I, I did, that definitely does need to be an offside rule because yeah, like I can't imagine if they scrapped that, then 
man would just be go hanging every game and then I don't think I'd watch his sport. So um yeah, um it's definitely something we need to look at. But yeah, stuff like that is even as an Arsenal fan, what happened to Tottenham I was like, right, if that happened to me I'd be fuming. Yeah. Fuming because there's nothing that the player can do. And again, there's a reason why attacking players are seen as the best. So um because goals are so crucial and sometimes I feel like maybe the benefit of the doubt should go to the attacking players um, because I feel like it's harder to score than it is to defend and which is yeah, why yeah. the attacking players are seen as the best in the world because yeah the, the the crucial end and what wins you game is the other end of the pitch not your own so but he, but then again they have to follow the letter of the law and that's what the letter of the law states as as bad as it sounds Maybe it's the rule that needs to be looked at, not the not the VAR itself. Yeah, um, and like I saw, I forgot what decision it was mm-hmm. um, a few days ago in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And it's like they took three or four minutes to decide whether like one player was offside when he scored the goal. I just forgot what game it was. But when that mm. happens, just like a lot of people say, just give the attacking player the benefit of the doubt. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it was probably like a finger offside. Mm. And if you're taking three, four, five minutes out of the game to decide, you know, whether it's offside, you know, changing the mm-hmm. angles and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Just, uh, like, that's that's not it for me. That's not it for me. It's true. And maybe it should just be used for clear and obvious. Because yeah. even now, sometimes VAR comes in and it's like, wow, how did, the, how did the linesman not see that? Sometimes even you yourself see it watching the game. And the linesman, sometimes these linesmen have, poor, they're humans, isn't it? The human errors, I think. Yeah. So maybe they, it should only be used for clear and obvious. But then again, for example, if it's me, if it's a Champions League final and Messi's a two offside against us, I'm not gonna lie, I want that goal taken off. Like yeah, we ha- we have to be honest. So I don't know, man. I really don't know. But yeah, that's definitely part of the reason why I'm falling off. And for me, it's the inconsistency of referees that's also a part of the uh. reason why. And I'm I, I like I'm not even saying it as an Arsenal thing. As in the league in general, it's poor. But I do feel like we are one of the definitely teams that don't get, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like um. Again, but I, again, I'm not going to be biased. I do feel like there is a little bit of a big team biased. So if we're playing a lesser team, I feel like, yeah, we might get a couple of decisions more than the other team. But, um, yeah, also, we, we don't really get the blessed either in some of the decisions that, that have gone against us. So, And in this league where points is literally money and it's literally transfer, like, every point matters, so... That's another problem. The inconsistency of refereeing is, is is a joke. Yeah, like you said, the big team bias. I'm telling you, I think I've seen Sheffield United probably get screwed over like three or four times this Ridiculous. season by VAR and referees. It's mm-hmm. like they, they they've done brilliantly well this season. I think what they're eighth or ninth now they've dropped yeah. down. But from a team for a team that's just got promoted mm-hmm. and to do this well, even to like just to get screwed over. Like their most recent one was um, against Aston Villa, right? And the, yeah. the opening day of the the restart, mm-hmm. the free kick, it was it was clearly over the line, but because uh, Michael Oliver didn't get the, you know, the... Um, the bounce on his watch. The, yeah, the bounce, the alert on his watch about mm. the goal line technology, they said, oh, no, it's it's not a goal. And uh, it's just, it's stressing me, this football, man. Yeah, honestly, honestly, it's such a shame. It's such a, such a shame. Um, man, yeah, I, I don't... Um, I, but I love the game too much. Right? You, you'll never leave. I'll never leave it. But that's the thing. Just got to hope it improves. And maybe there, there's got to be a time limit to, do, to these decisions because four minutes is ruining ruining the flow of the game, ruining the flow of the game. 
Um, and yeah, and then you, you got to add it on at the end. I, I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, so before we move move on to different sports, do you wanna what do you wanna do? Cover the rest of the results, or do you wanna do the talk about the Euros? Um, no, let's let's talk about the Euros. So yeah, um, who who, who your favourites going in? Because for me, a team I'm gonna be supporting as well is France. So I mean, I am um, yeah. That, those are my favourites, and I, I don't feel like you can look any further. Like I haven't, I haven't thought too much about the Euros because obviously it's been Scrapped. suspended until yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. But just thinking about it now, just thinking about the teams, um, I think you, I think right now you have to go for France because they're mm-hmm. the, you know, the reigning world champions, and mm-hmm. the reigning world champions most of the time should be the favourites. Yeah. Um, for the next international tournament, but obviously mm-hmm. we've talked about Germany. Maybe mm-hmm. it might be a little bit too early for them even though they are you know great players like yeah. the ones you've spoke about it might be a little bit too early for them mm-hmm. um you've got um spain who've got you know they've got that nice mix of experience and you know really young mm-hmm. uh good players yeah um i mean i want to say england but like i mean england aren't winning but you know they've this is their this is england's best team in a while now yeah since probably since um since the golden era since the really since the golden yeah Ferdinand, yeah Definitely. Gerard Lampard, all those people. So. Any other teams? Uh, Belgium, this is probably one of their... This and their World Cup is probably one of their last tournaments at the best. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... I thought Belgium's best time to win a, win a, win a, um, a tournament was probably the... 2018. Was it 2018 World Cup when they made the quarters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I think that was their best time. And then when did, where did they get in the Euro Euro 2016? They they went... Was it semi-finals? I think they lost to Portugal, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I so, I mean, you can obviously again like you can never count them out. You know, they mm. got Hazard, Lukaku, um, De Bruyne. You got De Bruyne. Yeah, I don't know why. I could, and you know, De Bruyne is De Bruyne is definitely a higher um, level as a player than he was like three, four years ago. Definitely. So having De Bruyne there, it, you know, but the defense as well. The mm-hmm. defense is where they're gonna lack. I mean, company. I don't know if he's. Um, I think he still plays for them. Do you still play for them? I, I mean, so. he's, he's 35 years old. He mm. probably won't even play. He's injured all the time. Yeah. Alderweireld's not even... A, he's not even started any games for since Tottenham he since he signed that new contract as well. Exactly. Vertonghen, um, he hasn't started any games. It's been Davinson mm-hmm. and um, Eric Dyer. Yeah. So, I mean, who, I don't, Belgium, I mean, they're always going to be that kind of like dark horse kind of. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're winning anything. What other teams are, we, are in there? So, in Italy... I mean... You got Italy. Um, uh, again, Italy. I don't think they're gonna do much. Mm. Um, but who's their manager again? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's annoying. Uh, ever, ever, ever since, I'm, I'm sure it's someone known. But ever since Conte left, uh, Conte had a great. Was it Euros or World Cup he had? Was it Euros? Uh, Euros, I think. Yeah, you, oh, Euro twenty. Imagine, yeah, oh, that is it. Euro twenty sixteen was sick, man. I just remembered Wales. It was a great Iceland, um, Wales. Oh. no, nah, that was a sick tournament, man. I, I I missed the Euros. I can't wait for it to be back next year. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I can't think of any other nations. I think po- po- you know Portugal. Portugal yeah, oh, always got good players, and they got good players. Finally, but the thing is, uh, yeah, this is probably this and the World Cup probably Ronaldo's last at the top level. And they, yeah. but they finally have a supporting cast for him because Ronaldo came in at the, at the end of the Figo era and them lot and then the deco all them lot like 
he came in. He was he he was a baby when they when they he were. Was like, the, he was the young kid, but yeah. he was still playing with them. And now he's got Bernardo and uh, Ricardo Pereira and um, who's the guy? Uh, William Carvalho. Carvalho. Who's the guy at Dortmund again? Uh, the the left back, left winger. Oh, um, uh, Rafael Guerrero. Guerrero, Bernardo yeah, Cancelo. Silva, Cancelo. Yeah, so they've got guys now that are coming in, and that can actually give him some support. So. Um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Obviously, they're the reigning European champions. So reigning champions, yeah. We can't. We we definitely can't rule them out. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, that, that was good talking about football for for a little while. Yeah. So um, let's move on to. We talked about UFC two fifty one uh, last mm-hmm. week, but um, we're going to talk about uh, UFC uh, the event that was last week, mm-hmm. which was. Uh, the main main evented by Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker, which yes. Dustin Poirier won mm-hmm. by decision, five mm-hmm. round war. And Oscar, you watched it live, didn't you? Yes, sir. And I watched it. Uh, what was it like? I think it, just a day after. Day after, and, yeah. Um, like watching it live, like just j- just tell me what you thought of the fight. Just just watching, just watching it throughout. I was in, I was on the edge of my seat. I was on the edge of my seat. It's definitely one of the best fights I've watched live. Hundred percent. It might even be second to. I feel like um, uh, Adesanya. Adesanya Gastelum is the best fight I've ever watched live, but yeah. um, that fight is definitely up there. Like I haven't been on the edge of my seat like that for a while because you remember when this fight got announced? I think we even spoke about it on this podcast. We said someone's getting knocked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, we did. And I don't know how our prediction was not right because literally, <sighs> the bombs that were being thrown, it was literally. In the middle of the octagon, swinging, fighting, like oh bro, it was so great. I was just on the NYC. They they are the some tough guys, man. They took damage and shots that I I can't even imagine. The first, especially the first three rounds. Yeah. I did not understand what I was watching, and um, Poirier came through at the end, and I think he had the stamina, durability, and I feel like he, I feel like Poirier lost the first two, and he won, he he won the last three. Um, so, man, a great, great, great fight, man. Great fight. Man, what a fight. Like, the fact that none of them got... Both of them didn't get dropped throughout mm-hmm. the fight. is like, they were saying the, the, the commentary team... Who was the mm-hmm. commentary? John Anik, uh, Michael Bisping, I think it was Dominic Cruz as well. Yeah. They, they were saying, how are they not getting dropped? Like, this, the, the, the end of the second round, mm-hmm. when Hooker was just banging Poirier with shots until, yeah. the, until, until the end of the round... Yeah. The, he would like uh, he was he had an inter- uh, Poirier had an interview with Helwani, um, that a couple of days after the fight, and mm-hmm. he was like, if that fight would have gone, if that um, round would have gone on another minute, I I would have been in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been in trouble. Yeah, I don't think he said he. I don't think he wants to say that he probably would have got beat, but yeah, I think he would have got beat because he would. There, there was no response. Mm-hmm. It was clean shots by Hooker. Yeah, it was a powerful puncher and. Man, and the fact that he came back and won the the last three rounds, I don't it, spe- know. it just it just speaks to his heart. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's one of the biggest in the sport, um, and he said himself like, right now he's he's not taking any fight that's not adding to his legacy, and he deserves a massive massive fight, a massive payday. He absolutely he absolutely deserves it more than anyone in the UFC right now. Dustin Poirier, mm. whether that's whether that's a rematch with Khabib, a rematch with Connor, a fight a with Tony. With a rematch, of, yeah, a rematch of Gaethje. Those are the only four fights that he should get. That he should be offered the mm. only four fights. Not, not even an Aldo. Aldo. I was at one thirty-five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting. It's, it's crazy, crazy, it, crazy no, guy. It's because this corner guy keeps moving weights. 
Uh, it, <laughs> it, it always confuses me. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, you're right. He uh, In that division, he definitely deserves one of those four. Definitely. But the thing is, it seems like the setup right now is definitely Khabib Gaethje right now. Yeah. And then the other the other three, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of, it's not, there's a, there's a bit of confusion. I mean, McGregor said that he's retired. So for now, you got to kind of take him out for the mix, um, oh, take him out from the mm-hmm. mix. So it's got to be, right now, it's looking like it's got to be Tony versus Dustin. I mean, that's that, that looks like the fight to make. Mm-hmm. Um, Hooker, I think Hooker, even though he lost, I mean, it was a real close, real mm-hmm. close fight. He's going to get another big fight, whether that be Oliveira, whether it, it could be Ferguson, if, you mm-hmm. know, McGregor says, you know, I'm coming out of retirement, he might, you know, he might face Dustin, you yeah. know, for the rematch. Mm-hmm. But all we know is that the UFC is hotter than it's ever been before. 100%. And it's just going to get better and better mm-hmm. in the next two months with the amount of fights that we're going to see, man. Yes, sir, man. And I can't wait to, especially the, the Max Holloway. <sighs> I need my guy Max Holloway to win. DC, DC Stipe. I'm not even looking forward to that that much because I know DC's going to really? retire and win. Like, oh, Ning- okay. Ningarni needs to fight the winner. He has to. He deserves yeah, it. To, he yeah. really deserves it. But if DC wins, and no, the thing is, I've seen, D- I've seen Ningarni Stipe. I need to see DC Ningarni in this lifetime. I need to see it. Sadly, it's never going to happen. But though. it's not going to happen. And uh, that's the thing. I would, uh, that's the thing. I don't know. If Stipe wins, I don't know because if Stipe wins, He's beaten Ninganu and DC, so it's like, where do we where do we go from here for Stipe? Because again, it's, I, it's, yeah, Ninganu deserves another shot against, against Stipe, but he's beaten like he's beaten Ninganu, and then DC is like, I why would D, but DC has the style to beat Ninganu, but Ninganu's got the power to sleep him. So ah man, I need to see that fight. Like if Stipe wins, it's gonna be Stipe versus um. Uh, Ngannou again. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the only logical thing. And you know, Ngannou might have learned, you know, from from the fight. I mean, he got so tired. Yeah. Stipe was just taking him down, mm-hmm. beating him up on the ground. And like you said, that's that's what that's what DC can. That's DC's mm-hmm. bread and butter. Yeah. So you know, but I mean, Ngannou's probably worked on that a lot. You know, he's grown as a fighter. He's he's on a mad streak right now, just mm-hmm. knocking people out. But obviously, DC and Stipe are another another class of heavyweights. Yeah. Um. But you know whether if Stipe wins and you know it's uh, Stipe versus Ngannou again again that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a crazy fight to watch like hundred percent. So a quick question I want to ask you off the cuff yeah. So I saw this tweet on uh, um the the BT Sport UFC tour and I was like all right I, I want to bring it back to you. So what are three fighters that are semi realistic? For example, like two fighters that are let's say they're one or two weights in between that you'd want to see fight each other. Like obviously everyone's talking about Adesanya, Adesanya Jones that they want to see, like fights like that. So two different weight classes. That what are, let's say three of those fights that you'd want to see from different different weight classes. So that definitely I think Adesanya Jones is one I want to see. Yeah, and I want to see Ooh, Jones and Garner too. Jones and Garner, yeah, that'd be an amazing so, fight. Yeah, I don't know what else though. Like other weights that I'd, I'd want to see fighting. You know what I'd want to see? Mm. I'd want to see Colby mm-hmm. versus Dustin. That'd be a great fight. That would be, be a, a great crazy fight. fight. Yes, that's a shout, you know. 
because of the you know the bad blood i mean they're mm-hmm. both high level fighters and the bad blood that they have he's always you know how colby you know, a lot of people hate colby mm. but um I, I mean i think he's entertaining like i, I like yeah. i like watching him mm-hmm. like he's an entertaining uh, an entertaining guy mm. and um you know how we, he's always given <laughs> fighters like nicknames like he calls Masvidal, you know, Judas. Judas yeah. He, call, he, he, he calls he calls um, Dustin Dustin Doofus Poirier. <laughs> like he he calls come come out um uh, Usman, you know, Marty Fake Newsman. <laughs> like some of these nicknames that he gives are hilarious. And, yeah, he's creative you know, with it. He's and the fact you know how he, how he's left um um ATT now. Mm. Um, no, no one really knows. I mean, he said that you know it's kind of a mutual decision between him and Dan Lambert, mm-hmm. the, the founder of ATT but that would be a great fight to watch if, we, if we're doing you know different divisions 100% 100% um, but yeah no yeah I have to echo that and I don't really have any more but just definitely the ones I mentioned I'd want to see um, yeah man and before we stop talking about UFC we just got we just got to tell everyone man watch out for Sugar Sean man that oh, guy man. that guy we talk about him every time we talk about UFC but we have to because yeah. he, he's, he's something else yeah, he's a, the, the new star. Mm-hmm. He's the new star of the UFC. Yeah, and um, I think he's ranked 14 now. He mm-hmm. went. I think he went up a spot to 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like like we said before, it's smart if the UFC will you know build him build up, him give up. Him maybe two two fights, two three fights before he faces someone in the top five. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he feels like he's ready now. I mean, obviously, why why would why, why would confident he? as hell? Yeah, he's knocked out his last like what three four opponents. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be great for him. Gonna be a problem. Yeah, man. Should we go into the hoops now? Let's go into the hoops, obviously, uh, man. So, uh, before we get onto the thing that we were going to talk about, mm. bro, another 9 or 10 players have tested positive. That's 25 now. 25 NBA players tested positive for the coronavirus. This this and is what just, I'm saying. Like, man. This is... Uh, I don't know how... But we're looking at... We're seeing what's happening with Leicester now in the UK. Like... Which is why yeah. I, I, I again I say this all the time. I was an advocate for the both leagues to come back, the Prem, and and the, the NBA. But I've just not yet. Like I don't feel like there was any rush. We still have the whole of summer. It could be August. It could have been later. But the thing the thing is with these formats is that you're trusting every player to <laughs> not break lockdown rules. That's yeah. what you're trusting. Or and also you're trusting the people that they live with to also not break. Like you're trusting so much, which. Again, it's going to put a lot of people at jeopardy. And the reason being, like, for example, I feel for players that are not going to go, go go back. Like, um, who is it for the Lakers that's not going back again? Um, I forgot. Uh, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, people like that. He's probably sitting at home and thinking, look at this. Like, this is the exact reason why I'm not trying to go back. And um, obviously now everybody's is going to be replaced by J.R. Smith. But, um, like, this is exactly why... Um, people are, are, are not ready for it to come back but obviously i i do want both leagues to come back and i'm very very excited for the nba to come back but this is, this is a problem man it's 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 gonna be difficult yeah like do you remember did you see Stephen a mm-hmm. he was like you know players you know players are gonna want some women they're gonna, they're gonna want some <laughs> he, he said they're not gonna go celebrate for a month it's true. and i mean people are like laughing and stuff but i mean some of these players i mean we know we've heard about you know the lifestyle of an of an NBA player. Mm. So, you know, you can never completely say, you know, these players are going to, you know, follow the rules and stuff like that. It's not, it's not possible. It's not realistic. It's, it's really going to be what, 300, how many NBA players are going to, over 300? Mm. 
there's going to be at least one in each team. He's probably gonna bring some women out mm, exactly. and just have some fun in the bubble. It's this, gonna happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And the thing is, this NBA lifestyle of like women, drugs, alcohol, like Jordan spoke about it in the nineties, and it's still here today. And we're in twenty twenty, so um, it's crazy. But yeah, that's something about this NBA lifestyle, like. Um, which, for example, like when and especially when NBA players are loyal, it makes them look so good. Like Curry and LeBron, you never hear nothing about them. Mm. And so, like, where where they're on the road all the time, I'm pretty sure they're, they're women that throw themselves at, at these guys. So oh, oh, a million percent. So dozens. Uh, I, I can, James, I, James Harden. Yeah, <laughs> he's, the chief, he's a chief, the chief culprit. He's, he's going to be the chief suspect. I know. In this, in this in this damn bubble. It's what I mean. So yeah. Um, God, yeah, we just gotta hope that people are, are taking it seriously. But this is what I mean. You can't like you. You're literally banking on everyone. And that's the thing. Like, how are the NBA gonna monitor the players when they take them all to Disneyland? Because that means like they're again human beings. You need a level <laughs> of privacy. Yeah, like, I mean they're gonna wear that. Um, or oh, I don't think they're gonna track them. But do you, do you see they're gonna wear like a a ring that is gonna. Um, you know, tr- tr- like trace track um, who's got like coronavirus, who's got the symptoms and stuff yeah. like that. Obviously, that's not that's that's not tracking them. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, it's the thing is because they're. Pro- I don't know if they how they're gonna do that because like mm-hmm. they're grown men. Like I don't know if they're gonna. That's what I'm saying. If they're if they're trying to figure out something to to track them and stuff like that, but and, and you the saw how is, they're gonna. Yeah, carry on. How, how are they gonna do it? So are they gonna play NBA? Are they gonna play the sports with that ring? Or they're gonna take it off? So like, if they for example, if I don't even know. Like, and that's the thing, players are going to want to play. Like, for example, let's say someone, like, someone crucial to their team in the playoffs and they, they start coughing and they then they just take off the ring. How, how, like, how is, this is what I mean, I don't know. Or if, if they put the ring on someone else. So how, how, how like, this is what I mean, like, how, I, I really need to do my research and figure out how it's going to work. Um, but yeah, man, this, yeah, this pandemic is so real, man. It's so real. Yeah, there's too many, there's too many variables. Mm-hmm. There's too many variables. I mean, I just like personally for you, like, you, you haven't been out much. I mean, when, when mm. we've spoken, you just you just been out like what shopping and stuff. Been like, out shopping. I've been out shopping once, and a few, no, I've, been, I've I've been out shopping a few times, especially at the start of lockdown. That was a pain to get. Everything was sold out, so there was yeah. no point going shopping. <laughs> so um, and the div- deliveries were saying three four weeks. So I've I've been out to get a few stuff where I can, but. I've been relatively, relatively obedient. I'd say I've probably broken lockdown rules. Mm. Well, the thing is, people have come to my house to break, so I, I don't, yeah. I don't count that. If you even want to come yeah, here, that's yeah, your. It's, own not, it's not your fault. Um, and also, I don't control that. So I'm really just saying this on the podcast. I can't believe it, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> I've probably maybe been out once. But bro, I mean, it feels like years ago when you know the lines were coming out of the shops there oh, was man. no there was no pasta everyone's stealing the damn pasta no toilet paper so it I'm feels saying. like so long ago it does it does i remember the conversations we were having when even you were still at uni and you're like rah like you're going through it i was going through it over here like tesco extra ran through and the, but the lucky <laughs> the, the the thing that i love the most is that my family are all key workers my mom my mom's a nurse yeah. I've, I've got people who are key workers so i don't wait in line I don't wait in line. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. Oh, man. I love it. 
I love walking it. past everybody, everyone giving you, everyone, screaming everyone, yeah, everyone giving you, you that side eye, especially because I'm black as well, and I, I live, yeah. in, <laughs> I live in Essex, so like I, I feel it, and um, yeah, man, I feel that side eye that I get when I'm cutting through the line, but I don't care, I really don't care, and my my family work work works work hard for the NHS, so that's the least that they deserve. Is to get because you, you, yeah. cl- you clap for them every first. You don't even do it anymore. You you don't, you don't pay them enough. So yeah, if if we're not gonna wait in line, that's the least we can do. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that clapping thing anyway was so stupid. It was man. stupid. It's, oh, not, it's definitely days. not gonna pay for my mum's mortgage. Definitely mm. not. So, um, yeah, man, it, it it was very stupid. Um, so yeah, uh, we were gonna talk about the cover athletes of NBA Two K. Um, oh yeah. So obviously this gen. For this gen, we've got uh, on the standard edition, we've got Damian Lillard. On the next gen, we've got uh, Zion Williamson, because obviously PS5 is coming out in between the launch of the game. So I, I really, I still yet to know what's going to happen, whether we have to buy games twice or I don't know how, how that's going to work. And then obviously we have number eight Kobe for this gen, Legend Edition. And for next gen number uh, legend edition, it's number twenty four Kobe, and I absolutely love it. But two K really, really, really had no choice. If they didn't put Kobe on there, they they would have got ridiculed. So mm. they had to, and I'm happy that they honoured the, the great, the great Kobe Bryant man. And I even to this day, sometimes I think about like Rout, like th- I feel like his death was the start of the downhill of of this year. Like this year was oh yeah, because it was in January, so that's kind of yeah, it was January things off and. Uh, someone else died as well. Who did? What happened before before Kobe? Uh, before Kobe, there was I mean, like there was, the, there, was the World War III, there was World War Three talk. There was a wildfires. There was Co- Kobe died. Uh, um, uh, Caroline Flack there, died. I think Caroline before, Flack. B- before Kobe yeah. actually. Caroline Flack and Man. then Pop Smoke. I was like, B- like Bill what? Withers. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was like, what is going on with this year? Like I don't understand, and then pandemic came and just yeah I said yeah, yeah. So this year it's been one to forget, <laughs> definitely one to forget. But to be honest, I feel like I don't know about you, but summer twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen, I feel like I've been chasing that my whole life, and we're never gonna get yeah. that back. <laughs> we're never gonna get that back. I need to. It's that it's it's been downhill since then. Yeah, since it then it really has been since then, man. I just want to go back L- listening to, to to Drake views, man. The good times, the good good times, but um. Yeah, man, this this year has been crazy, but I feel like Two K definitely picked the right athletes. I'm so happy for Dame Lillard. I'm yeah. so happy for him. He, I feel like he deserves it. And the two he put out that like, it was a dream for him coming true. And then they kind of had to go Zion. We all knew it was going to be Zion. Listen, I don't know if you watched that's, the P, the PS Five trailer, but it was all it was all Zion for the Oh, for when the like 2K best league. best like when he had like a lot of sweat on him. And stuff yeah, like that. yeah, that's all. Two K are professionals at that. Literally every sweat. year they just add sweat. <laughs> Literally just add sweat. Um. But yeah, um, they picked the right athletes in my opinion. Yeah, like, I'm I'm not a two K head like you. Mm-hmm. So do they do do two K do this uh, like this gen, next gen, like Legend Edition? Do they do this every two K game? No. For example, like this year, um, uh, current gen was um, well, I have the game and I forgot. Oh my god! Who wait? Was it Giannis? Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, thank you very much. No, no, Anthony Davis. Oh, and then Davis. Legend Edition was Dwayne Wade. And last year, but obviously they're doing next gen because PS5. So I feel like they're doing one cover for PS4, 
and PS4 Legend and another cover for next gen. So oh, okay, because I feel like the game's gonna come out before the PS5 comes out, so they wanna have two. But normally they always do a standard edition and a legend edition. For example, like okay, yeah, I know that, I know that. Part, yeah. yeah, so they always have a cover athlete for the legend edition and a cover for the standard. Like last year, it was Giannis for for standard, and it was LeBron for legend. The year before that, it was Kyrie and Shaq. 2017 that was my guy Paul George on the standard edition I can't remember the legend one I can't remember but yeah that's pretty much how it goes okay and um, you know before in this podcast we've had fun talking about movies and stuff Mm. like we've done like you know favourite movie franchises Mm -hmm. and like favourite sport movies Mm -hmm. so I wanted to do one where it was just kind of like a general one where Mm. like you just have you know best actor and you know top five favorite films obviously we can just kind of make our like lists like mm-hmm. now like i'm just gonna try and make my list now i already know yeah. who my favorite actor is mm-hmm. so if you like who is your favorite actor if you do if i do have um, one have one mm, i think it's idris alba but really? the thing is he's not even really a film actor but his performance in lufa made me fall in love with him and then i went and watched all, all his other stuff that he's done and i don't know if you've watched beast of no nation Please, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, please watch it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, so it's on Netflix. Yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, my god, that performance. Yeah, I think I think Idris Elba is my favorite actor, and then top five films of all time. Ah, oh, it's crazy. Uh, but I won't lie, I can't not have a Will Smith film in there. I have to have one at least. Which one? I can't tell you. Whether it's I Robot, whether it's Pursuit of Happiness, whether it's uh, I Am Legend, I've got to have one of those in there. So, I think yeah. for five, I'm just going to say Will Smith. Pick whatever film you want. Um, even Bad Boys, all of that. <sighs> yeah, and then I've got, I've got to think about the rest. I won't lie to you. So, Idris Elba is your favourite actor ahead of Will Smith? Yeah. yeah no. I don't know. Really? But I, 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 I probably love Will Smith more. I probably... Uh, but in terms of acting, Idris Elba is something else, man. I think he's, I think he's ridiculous. And he's so and he's multifaceted as well. He's good at everything. But um, probably now, nah, I think I'm gonna go. There's so many actors I love, like so many actors I love. But I, I'm gonna seem very racist if I name them. A lot of them are black, but um, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, nah. You, you can you can give some honorable mentions. Okay, there's, on, there's just so many. Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, Terry Crews, bro. I like uh, Terry Crews. I like I, that guy is getting heat at the moment. Yeah, he is because he's an idiot, but he's so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, even his every everybody hate, how can you not love him and everybody hates Chris I'm sorry he, yeah, was, he, was, he was great he hilarious was great. Um, yeah Will Smith I'd throw him in there uh, I'd throw Sylvester Stallone in there um, oh there's loads man there's loads um, Johnny Depp's pretty good yeah man I'd, 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 I'd take those guys yeah, like um, I'll 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 give you. There's some people you didn't name. I don't mm. know whether you forgot or you're just mm-hmm. crazy, but um, I'll give some honorable mentions before I give um my my one. So mm-hmm. honorable mentions, um, you gotta go with Denzel Washington. And, oh yeah, true, 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 true. Um, Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean you've named you named some of them. Who are other like real great? John Travolta. Yes, he's a great actor. Mm. Um. 
Who are Christian Bale, you know, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, all mm, of these men. Mm, 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 They're great. But my favourite actor is gotta be Robert De Niro. Really? Robert De Niro. But my, he's my dad's favourite actor and mm-hmm. you know, I've watched a lot of Robert De Niro films. I watched two over the last couple of days on Netflix mm-hmm. and Man, you know, people might think he's just all, you know, just all, you know, gangster movies. But mm. like, 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 um, other like Denzel, he's got so much range. He's, mm-hmm. Like some of these roles that he takes on, it's just it's so great. Like, so, um, if you've got a list of your top five, we can we can start with you, mm. um, from five from five and onwards. Oh, films, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, my my films are not are not going to be all that amazing. Like to to people, but I just have to like for me. But it's yours. It's yours. It's, it's yours your exactly. List. It's your list. And I have to think about films that I've watched over and over again. Yeah. So okay. number five, I'm gonna have Narnia: The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Bro, I am the massive. I'm a huge Narnia fan. Yeah. yeah. Massive Narnia <laughs> fan. And that film, when it, I've literally watched it. Like when it came out in 2005, I'd say from 2005 to 2011, I probably watched it at least. Once every two weeks, at least. Once every two at weeks. At least. But bear in mind, oh five, I would have been, I would have been about seven. So I was a kid, but I, yeah. I've, I've always loved that franchise. So I have to give an honorable mention to Tananya, man. I, I love that film. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a part of our childhood. The books as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Narnia, I haven't watched that film in so long. Do you, I, do you, I, do, I need wait. to. Liam Neeson's in it as well. That's another great actor, by the way. Who did he play? Uh, Aslan. Oh, he, he was, was the, the voice. voice, the lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you remember the Turkish Delights from that film? I hate, I hate, I'll never forgive Edmund for that, that stupid guy. Oh, mate. I'll never forgive Edmund for that. I've, they I've looked so damn good. Hated. You saw that your family fought for Turkish Delights, though? Nah, no, 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 I, I, can't, I don't rate that guy. I always knew he was weird from even the start, before he did that. How he was acting when they were sending him away in the war, bro... I always hated him. And he looks is, like a snake. Yeah, he does. He looks like a snitch. They picked a he's very, got that very kind of, he's got that kind of face. Yeah, he very punchable face. They picked a very, yeah. very good, very, <laughs> very good actor for him. And um, even the what was it? Even the the film afterwards, um, Prince Caspian. Uh, Prince Caspian. That yeah. was the the last time we got to see Peter and Susan, and then, then afterwards, uh, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. After the, the second one, it just kind of kind of goes down here. Yeah, it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, but yeah. But the thing is, they, they there's so many Narnia books that they haven't covered. I think I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch. Like, I, maybe I passed it, man. But as a childhood one, I've got through number five. I've got through that one in there. Yeah, I mean, do wait. Did you did you um have you did you eat Turkish delights before? Um, you watched no um, like, I think afterwards I would have tried them did, did you remember trying them yeah yeah they're not all that they're not bad but then they're, they're not worth selling your family for definitely I thought they were nasty because they made it seem so good like yeah. just the way it glistened and mm-hmm. the, like, the kind of jelly like inside yeah. of it it looks so and then I tried it afterwards I was like this yeah, it's, it's not, not something I'd buy yeah that's what I said they're not all that like I wouldn't go out and buy yeah. them yeah so um like I got my top five here. It was mm-hmm. kind of I was kind of quick with it. Yeah. Um, um, they're all films that I watched. Like I I don't have any like childhood films mm. in there, but like I just have like they're just great. So my number five um is the uh, is a uh, Bronx Tale. I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's De Niro stars in it and kind of like he's 
he he this was his this was the um his first film as a director mm-hmm. so it's kind of like he's like a working class man you know in new york wife and you know little kid and mm-hmm. then his little kid kind of gets involved in you know doing little jobs for like the guys down the street the mob guys yeah and he you know it's all about robert de niro trying to trying to like make sure his son stays away from them he knows the value of you know working hard working you know in a legal job mm-hmm. and you know just being a good like just being a um just a, like a real man working hard for your money taking care of your family yeah and it's just like it's just like a, it's like a really like heartwarming film mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's got and that's, that's an, kind of old from like 1990 1991 it came out so yeah that's that's my that's my number five that's a great pick I haven't actually watched it, but any team that, that have, have the Niro in it will, will, will probably be good. So I'll definitely give it a watch. Like, there's certain films that you know will be good. Like, for example, if, if I see Morgan Freeman in a film, I know I'm going to like it. Or if I yeah, see... Yeah, yeah. Or if, if Quentin Tarantino's the director, chances are I'll like it, innit? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so going on to my one, oh, I'm going to say... There's actually one film that I, 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 I want to talk to you off the pod, off the podcast, see if you remember it, because I, I I, it's okay. going to take me ages, but... The film that um, because I don't even remember what it is, but the film the one I'm oh, gonna okay. say next, um, I say would be. I think the 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 boy in the striped pajamas. That ooh, that's a good pick. Ooh. That um, wow. that film it, like again, it, it of course it wasn't a happy ending, but it 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 was it was a great film. Like it had me hooked the whole way. Um, yeah, I remember watching watching the film and just like it made me realize like what what the jewish people really went through and how bad the holocaust was and it paid it painted a very very good picture and um and and it, it shows you why racism and all this is should not be a thing because again you had a jew and you had a german kid who who became very good friends and eventually it, 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 it got the german kid who wasn't supposed to be killed killed uh, sorry if i've spotted for anyone who hasn't watched it um but <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, it's 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 a great it's a great film, man. Great uh, heartwarming film. And for people who don't know, obviously, I know you know Asa Butterfield, who mm-hmm. plays, I forgot his name in the film, but he plays the the Jewish the Jewish child. Yeah. He's also you know starring in Sex um, Education. Sex Education. And yeah. He's flipping hilarious. Yeah, it? he's he's but like he like he's like he's like our age, but yeah. he's been in so many movies mm-hmm. like. It's crazy, but yeah, that's a because I, I, I read I read the book as well, um, and the, and I watched the movie, mm-hmm. and that was a that was an, it was an amazing book. It was an amazing film, and yeah. you know, great of it was no, I wouldn't say great story, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was a great film. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Number four for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's tough, bro. Um. The thing is, because I've only watched this movie like once or twice, but mm-hmm. it was like it was just like so good. Yeah. But I gotta go. Uh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. So. Good pick. Well, have 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 you watched it? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. So you know, um, De Niro again, mm-hmm. Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta. Yep. Obviously, another you know gangster film, crime film. Yeah. Crime film. I don't remember the the plot. Too. I mean, wait. Yeah, it's good. Ray Liotta. He, um, I forgot his name. Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Yeah. Film. Henry Hill. So he's obviously it. It comes. It starts with him as a young boy. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. He really always am, am admiring the the mob, and the guys. Yeah, and then he he becomes stuck in it. And he becomes yeah he becomes yeah. that guy mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's just uh, I mean he, his meme mm. is like is famous when he's laughing really when he's laughing in that club yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like doing that crazy laugh mm-hmm. so I mean that's a lot of people say that's like one of the greatest films of all time Goodfellas it, it's definitely up there it's definitely up there yeah. and um, 
it's always I've always wondered like what the the Italian mafia like was it was like in Brooklyn, New York, and that that was a good a good example of what yeah what it was like. So yeah, that, that's that's a great pick. Uh, going on to my one, it's a film I rewatched recently, and I, I, I it's again it's one of those. Um, the thing is, I love action films, but I love also films with a lot of meaning. Like for example, like the like I mentioned, the boy in the striped pajamas, but number twelve, I baited it out. But no, number three is Twelve Years a Slave. Um, you said number twelve. Oh, yeah, yeah, 12 I, I love that film. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like highlighting the slavery and what we what we as black people went through. But his storyline is so crazy. The stuff he witnessed. This, the, the whole storyline of the film is literally so touching and um one uh, one of the best pieces pieces of picture I've ever watched like it did, it did a very good job of like capturing the, the feeling and then like imagine leaving your your family and becoming a slave for 12 years and you come back your 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 daughter's married and has a kid and you're you like it's crazy man like you like imagine being missing 12 years of your children's life and then having to apologize to them when it wasn't even your fault and you 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 weren't even a slave you were a free man and then you were entrapped into being a slave because of your talents and the way you were used and beaten and whipped and ah man it it was crazy man and i love that film yeah that's that's such a and the fact the fact that he was like a real person that solomon Mm -hmm. northup yeah i mean yeah like you said it's an amazing film man Mm -hmm. um Number three on my list mm. is uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Have you watched it? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. That's it's bro. I'm telling you. Must watch. It's on. It's on. It's on Netflix. Must watch. Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got uh, John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got um, so, uh, not Solomon. Uh, Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, Uma Thurman. Uh, Harvey Keitel. I mean, Tarantino's in the movie as like you know how he's he's always in his movies. Like yeah, he did like yeah. a little cameo role. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvey Keitel. It's a, it's such a. It's like with Quentin Tarantino, you, there's always comedy, you know, a lot of blood, mm-hmm. drama, mystery, mm-hmm. crime. I mean, you've got so many genres. In, whoa, whoa, bro, Bruce um, Bruce Willis and um, Ving Rams, the, the the black guy from mm-hmm. um, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's just like it's just it's like you know with some movies when you get like so many like real big actors and stars, mm-hmm. it it some sometimes it just doesn't work. Yeah. Just, it's just there's just too much greatness. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But it, which it sounds stupid, but like it, it makes it, sense. it makes sense. But with this film, it's just, it's perfect. Mm. It's perfect because it's like it's like different stories like in a movie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how he that's how how kind of how we done it. And, yeah. But they kind of it it makes sense because they all like. They it intertwines all their stories. It mm-hmm. intertwines in the film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, oh, it's an amazing film. Yeah, I definitely, I def- I've heard of it. I definitely have to give it a watch. I have not watched it. I cannot even lie to you. Um, but if it's if it's Tarantino, you you, you know you know what to expect. You, oh, you know you it's going it. to be good. Um, going on to number two. This is where I'm going to have one of my Will Smith movies. I can't even tell you what one. I can't even tell you what one. You can't even you can't choose at all. I can't choose. Like literally. <laughs> He's had so many great movies that I can't even pick. Like this is not even including Bad Boys, but um, actually, apart from one, the one he had, the one he did with Jaden Swift wasn't 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 great. After Earth. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't it. But um, no, that was it. <laughs> uh, 
like I Am Legend. Oh, man, that film is so good. Like that film is amazing. Uh, the yeah. P- Pursuit of Happiness. Again, okay, that is one he did with Jada Smith, and that was such a great film. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't care. That film was great. Um, Men Makes in Black life as well. Yes, I Robot. Hancock, oh my god, this guy's got films. Hancock, he, he, he's got movies. He's got movies, He's bro. got them. Um, yeah, so pick, take your pick out of them lot. Out of them <laughs> lot, take your pick, honestly. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, what a guy Will Smith is, man. I love Will Smith. Independent, I mean, I've never watched it, but Independence Day. Yes, 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 yes. That's another great, great film. Boy. He's, a, he's a he's a prolific guy. Yeah, he's, he's prolific, man. He he doesn't miss. He oh, there's some of these I need to watch actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, take your pick out, out of them 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 ones I mentioned. Yeah. Um, and yeah, going on to my number two is um, another guy who st- starred in it who is like Will Smith can do a lot of things, just mm. multi talented, mm-hmm. and it's um, Django Unchained. Quentin Tarantino again. Quentin Tarantino again. Yeah. Um, Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. is one of the most talented people out there. I mean, you've seen what he's going to do now. He's going to play, you know, Mike Tyson in the in the next um, Tyson biopic. But mm-hmm. he's way he won an Oscar for um, playing Ray Charles in the film Ray. Mm-hmm. He can. He's a. He's a. He's an amazing singer. Great music career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just an unbelievable. He's a you know comedian impressionist. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jamie Foxx can do anything, mm. anything. Mm-hmm. And one one reason why I liked Django is um, because obviously, you know, it's important to tell the story of like slavery and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like it's to see, um, I know it's, I know it's just a movie, but to see like a, the, a black man in the times of slavery who mm-hmm. was, you know, uh, who was killing the white people. Yeah. And, you know, he was given that, he was given the privilege by... Um, What's his name? Uh, Doctor King Schultz. Mm-hmm. You know Christoph Christoph Waltz, who's a, who's in a great. He's, he won an Oscar for that. For, yeah. Um, that for his role in the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it was just nice to see it. You know, Samuel L. Jackson in the in the film playing, you know, playing the um kind of what was he like the the butler to um you know the DiCaprio. Yeah. I mean, it's just like so many great actors mm-hmm. and just the story is just amazing. And yeah. Kerry Kerry Washington as well done an unbelievable job. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. But yeah, Django. I I, re- I re- I've watched it probably like I don't know ten times or something. It's just yeah, amazing and I, I'm I'm due to rewatch it soon. I can't like that's an yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. So yeah, it is. There's really you know. no excuses. Um, so going on to my number one again. This is another one. Again, a lot of my films are old, isn't it? I seem like an old head, but this is another 2006 movie, starring someone you just mentioned, Leonardo DiCaprio. And 2006. It, this is Blood Diamond. I don't know if you've watched it. I haven't watched it, bro. It's got it's got so many people in it like it's got a david harewood um uh digimon house oh my god like the film i love it i'm gonna lie i love that film i i had no business watching it in 2006 but honestly the film i absolutely adore it i think again this is this is the era where that and narnia were on replay for me literally like i love that film man the the storyline uh, how it, the, the the war that was going on in Sierra Leone for diamonds and the civil war, um, the Americans that came in to intervene, how it all panned out, people getting kidnapped, women like getting treated horribly, 
um, the, the the civil war that was going going against the government would cut off people's hands so they couldn't vote. Like this is how Jeez. crazy the film was, but it encapsulated such a great storyline. Um, and I I literally adored it. And it was the first like ever experience like I like that opened me up to child soldiers. Um, yeah. And Beast of No Nation literally epitomizes child soldiers. I've like I've never seen before. That and Blood Diamond literally opened my eyes to, first of all, how beautiful Africa is, but also how how behind we are to the rest of the world. And, man, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love those films. I, yeah, so Blood Diamond, yeah, I've, that's got to be my number one. I think it's on Netflix as well, so... Is it? That's another... F- yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's on... I mean, I have, like, American Netflix as well, so... It oh, might yeah, be on that, you, but... you have your ways in it, man. Ah, uh, yeah, I got some ways. So if it um, yeah, if it is, I definitely need to rewatch that. Yeah, so um, my number one and to end the podcast is mm-hmm. is a movie that's um, I think it's it's trending now in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Scarface. Mm. Scarface, yeah, you can't go um, wrong. Scarface, my favorite movie of all time. I mean, I've watched it three or four times, and mm-hmm. Al Pacino. I mean, there's so many iconic, you know, lines from the film, scenes from the film. Mm. And just the whole story, you know, coming, you know, coming from, from Cuba, you know, getting asylum. He was working in like he was washing dishes when he came to America. He's like, you know what, nah, I want something more. Want something better. And he became this cocaine king Mm. in Miami. And just the way it ended, and that obviously that last scene when he's getting pelted with bullets, Mm -hmm. not dropping, and then the guy, the guy always scared me. The one who came from behind, who who um who finally killed him mm-hmm. and they just fell into the and he just fell into the pool it's just oh man it's just mm. oh, God, I love that film so much yeah but no. like, yeah the, yeah it's, 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 it's another great film it's another classic I feel like you mentioned some real real classics um, or you have mine have been more about me I've been a bit more selfish but you've definitely yeah. <laughs> you've definitely covered at least so that, that's a good thing we'll have the listeners, they will at least they'll, they'll hear some films they expect to hear. Like a lot of people would want to hear The Godfather and etc. etc. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that that that, that was definitely a cool one. And by the way, guys, that that is one we did not plan for. That was literally off the cuff, and that's the type of stuff that we we do on this podcast. Not everything is planned. Like I I, I love these type of stuff where you have to think fast, think at the top of your head, and it's natural what comes out. Yeah, yeah. Man. So um. That's it for episode um, 15. Mm. Obviously, the next time we do a podcast, we're obviously going to be leading with UFC 251, which is in eight days. Yep. Um, obviously, more Premier League um, mm-hmm. more Premier League games to, to become. Mm-hmm. Uh, top four race is looking crazy as well. We're going to obviously speak more on that on yeah. uh, episode 15. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, anything you want to say to the people, Oscar? Uh, Black Lives Matter. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening, and we will be here next week. Thank you.